Thanks for tuning in to the Connected Educator Podcast, the podcast for people with a goal of making virtual connections that empower and impact you along your EDU journey. I am your host, Cassie Reeder, education consultant and Connected Educator. Welcome to the show. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the Connected Educator Podcast. I am honored to be joined today by my dear friend, um, Mr. Tim McDonald, and he is going to wow you. So be ready for 15 minutes of amazingness. <laughs> uh, so Tim, thank you so much for joining us for the podcast today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to join you and, uh, and share a little bit about what I know with uh, you and everybody listening. I would like to start by having you share a little bit about who you are, what you do, and um, share your story about being connected. I've had many different jobs in my uh, lifetime, um, but I found really that my life changed when I started getting involved with social media. And it was because it really helped uh, connect me with so many different people and so many different industries, so many different places in the world. Uh, but long story short is I was um, working a traditional career path, uh, going up the ladder, at different jobs, different places, different positions. And then I, my company, you know, it was a big conglomerate. They ended up uh, shutting down my division and I was out of a job. And I had just met my current wife then, and her ex-husband was in a real estate developer. And so I got involved doing real estate. I became a real estate uh, broker, and I did that. And it, my timing's always great with everything. The market was crashing back then. <laughs> and <laughs> and the, the, the only people really buying homes at that time were first-time home buyers. And the first-time home buyers were typically people in their 20s. And even though I was my my you know, early forties at that point in time, um, I started learning that they were the ones using social media. So I jumped on social media and started connecting with everybody. And that kind of got me involved with social media club Chicago. I got quickly appointed to the board of directors. I handled all the, uh, communications and community building for them. Uh, for all of our events, we averaged about 150 people each month at our events in, uh, for the couple years that I did that. And then I was just like trying to figure out what I wanted to do next after I wasn't really being overly successful in real estate, um, even though I had moderate success. And I started like hearing this word community manager. And that's what really triggered everything. I started up my own blog called Community Manager. I started doing Google Hangouts back in the day when Google Hangouts were there. And my love was live streaming and community management. Those were my two passions, my two loves. I just I did it every week, I did it every day. And then one of the people that I got connected with through that invited me to uh, come work at Huffington Post in New York as the community manager for HuffPost Live when they launched their live streaming network. And I just couldn't believe that that opportunity presented itself to me, so I did that. Um, then we'll just kind of fast forward. I, I did that, I got promoted. Uh, left to go to work for a social media agency, did that for a short time. Wasn't a great fit for what I love doing. And so I just went out on my own. And the last several years, 
what I've really been passionately doing is I love getting out and talking and I don't want to be the loudest person. I don't want to be in front of the biggest audiences. I just want, I love talking to smaller to mid-sized groups anywhere from 10 people to, you know, a thousand, five hundred. Some people may go, you know, be hearing that go, that's a large audience. But, you know, to me, that's like my sweet spot is the, the 10 to a couple hundred. And, you know, just sharing a message. And my message isn't to tell people what to do, how to think. It's to get them to start thinking a little bit differently. And so really, I consider myself today um, a, a connector, a speaker, and a workshop facilitator, because a lot of my workshops build upon the topics I talk about and help people really start to understand and see things in a new way so that they can go back and, and approach things in a new way and create some change that they want to see in the world. Your story looks so different than mine. And, um, you know, the next person, every person that I interview on this podcast all have completely different stories and completely different journeys, but we all have one thing in common and that's our interest in connecting and building relationships with other people. And I just have to say that, you know, over the course of this past year, uh, you know, we connected through Twitter actually. And, um, just the fact that we're connected and we have completely different backgrounds to me is, is still incredible. And, uh, you know, I just have to say how grateful I am that you are connected and that we were able to make that connection and, and just start to build a friendship and a, a working relationship through the um, Connected Educator Appreciation Day events that we kind of work on together um, because I have learned so much from you. So I would say, based on what you said and my experience uh, with you, you know, I'm just encouraging people that are listening to take that first step and, you know, try and, and put yourself in a place of sometimes discomfort and maybe a little fear, um, but start making connections because you never know where it's going to lead you. And I think that your story that you shared, Tim, is is perfect proof of that, like how it's changed from working in, you know, nine to five regular job, and then you went to real estate, and then you went to social media. So I think that's, that's very encouraging for, for us to see how those transitions can take place by connections that you have with, with other people. Yeah, and I think you brought up a great point, which is the fact that as I look back, I didn't even think about it at the time, right? Because it was a little scary. It was a little new. It was, I didn't know everything, but that was what kind of soaked me into all this was I was just a sponge and wanted to absorb everything that I could learn, um, specifically about social media. But back in the early days, it certainly wasn't the learn nearly as many platforms as we have today. There wasn't, the, um, there wasn't all these brands and influencers. That wasn't even a word back then. <laughs> that, we, yeah. that we have it today. Um, but it was really about truly having conversations with people. And part of a conversation is listening. And part of a conversation is having somebody else to have it with. And so what I was really great about doing was using social media specifically Twitter, to listen for keywords. Um, you know, back in the day, I, I mean, it was hashtags were around, but not really used that prevalently. So it was more about like just keywords and location 
you know, around where I lived in Chicago. I wanted to connect with people there. Um, I didn't care what they did. I just cared that they were in my local area. Now, if I was in real estate and they started talking about getting married, having a baby, um, going to an open house, getting a mortgage, um, getting ready to move out of their apartment, you know, any of those types of things that you could just put those keywords in and do the search for, all of a sudden it started popping up these, these you know, potential leads for me to reach out to and have a conversation with. But the unique thing about it was I never went in with a hard sell pitch. I always went into their feed, saw what else they were talking about, see who they were connected with that I was connected with. And then what that did is it allowed me to be helpful to them. I would reach out and say, oh, if you're going to an open house, you you probably want to make sure you're pre-approved for a mortgage because sellers and real estate agents that are listing the house won't take you seriously if you don't have that pre-approval. You know, if you're thinking about, um, you know, getting ready to, to move out of your apartment, you know, did you, are you making sure that you're getting your security deposit back? Just being helpful things, not saying, here, look at me, I'm Tim, I'm a real estate agent, I can help you find a new place, or I can sell you this place. I never did any of that. It was just always about being helpful. But that was the first part of how I, how I grew this. And every time it was just that pure curiosity of, I wonder, you know, how, how people are using this, what I can do with it, um, you know, who I can connect with. And I guess it was about a little bit of fear at the time, but I think that my, my excitement for learning was so great that I didn't realize my fear was actually telling me that I shouldn't be doing these things. And today, I, I've heard this from several people that reach out to me and say, I was afraid that you didn't have enough time for me. And I'm like, why in the world would you ever think that? Because I remember when I was learning what other people did for me that had the knowledge that I wanted to have. And so I am a complete giver when it comes to the knowledge that I have. And it's really helped me understand that even though I don't and I never have been a traditional teacher in a classroom, that I really am an educator when it comes to helping and sharing. Most of the people are going to be the most sharing and caring people that you could ever reach out to. So, so my one piece of advice to just about anybody, if you're a little bit scared, if you're a little bit nervous, if you're not sure if somebody's going to respond to you, all I would say is just reach out and find out because nine out of 10 times, you're going to find that that person, if they do respond, is going to be so helpful to you. That That's exactly what I would say as well in terms of just taking that first step and connecting with somebody else. I myself have been um, absolutely overwhelmed with, you know, I can message somebody and there is fear there because you don't know that person. I don't know you unless, you know, except for our Twitter relationship, um, you know, by working together on the Connected Educator events. Um, but other than that, like, I don't know you from the next person down the street, but whenever you take the time and you put yourself out there and you send a message to somebody, you never know what kind of relationship that first message can start to build. So the last question that I do have for you is, you know, we work together on the uh, Connected Educator Appreciation Day event. Can you tell us a little bit about 
how you, because I, I really see you as the person that, that started that movement um, or was one of the original creators of that movement. So tell us a little bit about that and, you know, how that's impacted your life. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, Connected Educator Appreciation Day wasn't my brainchild, but I was brought into it um, by the, the person who thought of it. And they based upon what I did with community managers, which was a community manager appreciation day. And when I was running the community manager site, we ran a big 12-hour, 24-hour live-streamed event um, because that's what we did every week. So it was just natural for us to do it every year. So I had the, the history, I had the knowledge, I had the, the strategy of how to put all this together for an event like this. And so when I was asked if I'd be interested in helping this Connected Educator Appreciation Day, I just jumped in and said, yeah, I can definitely help with it. And, you know, then the only thing that I didn't have was we, we didn't have a basically a community already formed like I did with community managers. And I didn't have the connections that I had with community managers because I wasn't in the educator world. And so... Um, what it's done for me is it's just connected me with so many amazing people in this whole field of education that I never would have connected with before. And I think what, what's amazing is that, and if, if you shared this story previously, I apologize, but the Connected Educator Appreciation Day was really a, a leadership team of four people. <laughs> and those four people, two of us right here, um, just worked so seamlessly together and there was no like you know there was no silos there was no dictator there was no management it was just all self-governed it was also organic and flowing the way it came off but then we didn't have to have the power and control over everything we empowered the community to go out and create their own sessions and invite their own guests and help us promote on social media and so as a result of that whole thing, you know, now we're doing monthly community or connected educator monthly meetups um, every third Saturday of the month. And if anybody's listening out here and is interested in, in joining or talking, just go to the Connected Educator Appreciation Day site and you'll find out what we have coming up in the next couple months. And Connected Educator Appreciation Day is going to be um, later on this year again, our second annual one. So it's just so exciting, and, and I think the, the best thing for me and, and a prime example of what I can show people by what can happen when you just put yourself out there and get involved with other people is that after Connected Educator Appreciation Day, one of the other people that was in our, our leadership team um, was friends with the director of CISA, which is the Central Eastern European uh, School Association for American Schools over in, in Europe. And they were having a conference in March and she heard what my knowledge was, what I had to share and introduced me to the director of CISA. And I got to go over and speak at their event in Warsaw this March. So for me, it's like getting to do what I love with speaking and sharing my knowledge. I'll help organize an event that I didn't know anybody in the, in the field or I didn't know anybody that I was organizing it with. So it's just like mm -hmm. how you can friendships, how you can form those connections and how it can lead to opportunity all just by putting yourself out there and saying yes and being open to what comes is really what I can share and hopefully inspire you to be able to go out and do. 
know, this is another piece of advice I, I'll give to you and I give to anybody that I can talk to. It, I got it on my arm. It's a tattoo that says, let the world fill your heartbeat. Mm-hmm. So don't ever give up doing what you're doing if you feel it's the right thing because so many times we start giving up on ourselves because it's not happening quick enough. It's not happening the way we expected. We don't have enough people coming together. And all I need to say is the people that are meant to show up will show up. Just keep doing what you're doing. Let the world feel your heartbeat. And eventually it will happen for you. And that, my friends, are the words of wisdom from Tim today, which he shares with me pretty much anytime I need advice. I can go to him, ask him for advice or ask a question, and he gives me little golden nuggets like that, which is why I love our friendship, because you are always motivating and and pushing me forward. So I appreciate that. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you. How can other people connect with you on social media or via via email? Um, you know, how can they start c- to connect with you, Tim? Yeah, well, I'm pretty easy to find. You can pretty much Google my name. I don't come up always number one, but I'm usually on the first page. I have a pretty common name, but easier to do is to go on Twitter at T.A. McDonald. So that's my first and middle initial, McDonald, M-C-D-O-N-A-L-D. You can find me on on Facebook at Tim.McDonald. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn at Tim A. McDonald. And same thing on Instagram. And one thing that I loved doing was um, yesterday I spoke with a group of students over in Nigeria. And oh. I just gave them my cell phone number because they can use that for WhatsApp. And uh-huh. so I'm going to do that here too. Is My telephone number is 312-970-0846. And you can either text me, call me, or you can communicate through WhatsApp. Uh, by adding my phone number on there. So uh, I love connecting with anybody wherever you feel most comfortable is where I will connect with you. All right. Well, like I said, I appreciate your time today and thank you for joining us for this episode of the Connected Educator Podcast. Throughout these episodes of my podcast, I talk a lot about the importance of being a connected educator and we share how it has impacted my life as well as others'. I share how being connected has impacted my life, and my guests also share how being connected has changed their lives in many ways. Maybe you're listening into this podcast and you love what you're learning, but you still are not sure where to start. I'd like to invite you to take part in my social media connection course. I'm excited to announce its launch and let you know that you now have access to all of the tools and all of the resources that have helped me to become a connected educator and will provide you with the same opportunity. In this five-week course, you will learn about the different tools that are discussed on this podcast, including Twitter, Voxer, Periscope, and Instagram. Each week, you will receive one module that will teach you about a specific tool. Some of the things that you'll learn about these tools are an explanation of what they are and how they can be used in your classroom. You'll also learn about how to set up your account in a way that shows who you are as an educator, passionate and ready to connect with others. You'll also learn how to find and follow others who will help you meet your connectivity goals as an educator. You will learn how to connect and how to start building valuable relationships that will be there to support you, encourage you, and motivate you throughout the school year. Finally, You'll learn a little bit about how to find content on these various platforms, which will help you to grow and create more engaging lessons for you and your students. 
The time for you to start your connection story is now. For more information on how to get connected with my social media connection course, visit cassiereader.com forward slash courses or check the link that is shared in the show notes. Are you a brand new or a longtime connected educator that has a story to tell about your experiences? I would love for you to join me on my podcast, The Connected Educator Podcast, and be able to use your story to impact the lives of others. We all started somewhere, but everyone has a different road in how they became connected. If you're interested in joining me for my podcast and sharing your own story, please let me know. To do so, visit cassiereader.com forward slash podcasts and click on share your story at the top of the page. Thanks for listening in to the Connected Educator Podcast. For the notes and archived podcasts, visit cassiereader.com forward slash podcasts.